I've never tried it, one that I've been excited to try. I don't know if you're aware, but Beaver Stadium started offering beers last year for the first time ever. I did not know that. So this year, they decided that they wanted their beer partners to be local craft breweries. Mm. So I have one of the brewed for Beaver Stadium, New Trail, State Light American Ales. Oh, wow. Jack said, hell yeah, just now. Hell you hear him yeah. Bark? Oh, I hear him. <laughs> Let me uh, kick him out, too, after this crack. That was very nice. That is a good beer. Wow. Wow. And it's only $8.99 at Giant. That's Hallelujah. sick. Yeah, look at you. For a six-pack of Pounders. Like, this is a pint. That's a steal. <laughs> I might actually clip this one up and send it to New Trail and be like, hey, I did some advertising for you. Damn. Anyway, welcome to Let Me Pod to you. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, I usually ask you about how you feel about the wrestling, mm-hmm. and I will do that later. But are you ready for some football? You goddamn right, I'm ready for some football. I got my goddamn Bryce Young jersey on. I'm ready to go. You got got the hat on. Yeah, I got the Bryce Young jersey. I just copped it. Just copped the Bryce Young jersey. We fresh. Did you- did you cop it, or did it uh, did it come from a gate of DH? Nah, it's a real one. It's the oh, first. Shit. It's the first real jersey I've bought since Cam Newton. That's how you know I'm bought in. I'm so sorry for when Bryce Young breaks your heart. <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen. He's a lovely guy. He's gonna do. He's gonna do great things. I'm very excited. For your sake, I really hope he does. <laughs> uh, We'll talk a little bit of football, Dimitri. You've got a football wrestling video coming soon for the YouTubes, don't you? You're damn right. I'm going to do some uh, football and wrestling comparisons. I'm pretty excited. Get Taking a couple of suggestions here and there. Iyad had a really good one. It's going to mm-hmm. be an honorable mention. So uh, look out for that. That's, that. This should be pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about doing this. Good, good. We'll, we'll probably talk a little bit of football as things go on this season. Just people don't know if they're not watching the video version. Dimitri is uh, a Carolina Panthers fan. Damn right. Um, it's amazing how much he loves that team for how much pain they put him through. <laughs> we stick through it. <laughs> um, I'm a homer. I'm a Birds fan. Go Birds. Okay. That, that didn't was, need to be said on the podcast. I was hoping for a car or something no, after no, no, the Go no. Birds, but nope. Keep pounding. You know that's our catchphrase, the Panthers catchphrase, keep pounding. That's also my catchphrase, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> our format here is Dimitri's Top of the Mid, a headline from me. Stocks rising, stocks falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, etc. to kick off the conversation. Dimitri, who's Top of the Mid? Hold up. You ain't asked me how I felt about wrestling. You just I was going to do it later. You were going to do it later? I forgot. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Uh, How'd you feel about the wrestling? I actually, it, I felt surprisingly good about it this week. It was like a surprisingly good time. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, and I was pleasantly surprised. That that seems to be the general the general consensus between payback and all out. Everyone was like, "Wow, a back to back mid off of pay per views," and mm-hmm. both were pretty solid. Beautiful, love to see it. Hmm. So who's it. who's top of the mid, or should we say top of the Miz? 
There we go. Hey. Yeah, man. The Miz is killing it week after week after week after week. He's he's really uh catching fire here after a while. Um, you know, he he wasn't really doing much on the roster for a minute. He was just kind of hovering around, you know, having matches every now and then, which were bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this feud is really um Brought the spotlight back on The Miz, uh, which has been just fantastic to see. And specifically, the John Cena segment really is what put it over the top this week for me. Did you see that? Yes. It was so good. It was so funny. And he the, the way the cameraman followed um, essentially nothing the, and acted the like... The cameraman went full muscle memory, like, what do I do when John Cena's <laughs> music hits? That was really funny. Before we get like all the way into this segment, because I think yeah. we should talk about it because it was really good. It was so good. What did you think of the Miz and LA night with special guest referee John Cena? I thought the match was okay, but I thought mm-hmm. everybody involved in the match did a little something to make it um, entertaining. So like John Cena being the special guest referee. Um, definitely added a few interesting moments there when he got, you know, beef with LA Knight, beef with the Miz during the match. And it was just cool to see them all in the same ring at the same time. And again, the match itself, I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking, but it played well to the crowd and, um, it was entertaining. I'd watch it again. So, um, yeah, it gives a thumbs up for me. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I thought it was, it was kind of what you would expect out of an LA Knight Miz special guest John Cena match. Yep. John Cena was very much watching for hijinks from The Miz, and I think there was one time The Miz was going for a pinning predicament and had his either his hand or his leg on the rope, and Cena stopped counting and went around and kicked his arm off the rope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was pretty good. Uh, slow count from John Cena. It was really- Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. <laughs> I was really like, damn, he's really- One! Two! <laughs> Two. Like it was. It was a wild. I thought. I thought I was the only one. Yeah, that shit was no. so slow. Oh, I, I saw that too. I saw that shit too. Um, and then La Knight got the John Cena seal of approval, a handshake, and an arm in the air, and mm-hmm. good to go. Good to go. But then, yeah, for uh, Ms. TV, John Cena, John Cena, <laughs> in air quotes, was the special guest. It was so funny, man. It was just like you said, with with the camera work and then Miz like selling, like sitting there, like talking to him, asking him questions, and then the crowd answering every questions with Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> when he was like he was like, All right, if you want to say yeah, don't say yeah. Say yes instead. And he was like, Wait, wait, wait. No, I don't even like that. Nod your head. <laughs> and it was just it was just gold. It was TV gold. And to top it off at the very end. Whenever he had John Cena, like, kind of, like, fake shove him. <laughs> and then he, like, went around with it, like, turned around. It was, like, it was almost like I was actually watching the segment <laughs> if, like, John Cena was there. Like, it was, like, exactly how it would go. And it was so funny and well done. But then he hits the skull-crushing Yes, finale, it was so good! And the cameraman lingers, <laughs> just pointed at the mat. Yep. Like... They sold oh my it so god, well. John Cena is gone. <laughs> and I didn't even mention that crowd, bro. <laughs> there was a really good crowd, first of really all. Really good crowd for that. But <laughs> I can't imagine how they all felt when John Cena's music hit. Because everybody was like, everybody got their phone out. They're like, oh my god. And then like, 
they slowly start to realize what's going on. And you can see everybody's face eventually either go to laughing or just kind of like pissed off looking. Look, I think good. I think I'd be a little salty at first. And mm-hmm. then as the segment would play out where the Miz is pretending to have a conversation conversation with John Cena, I would be I it would put me over after that. Like no. one, once it would get to that part, like, oh, he's really just Oh, you can't see him? <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that shit was elite. A1, shout out to The Miz. Shout out to The Miz. And uh, The Miz will probably be at a new feud soon after CM Punk was fired from AEW because The Miz is the welcome wagon to the WWE. Sure and is. There are lots of rumors swirling that there are talks within WWE with top talent on if they can bring in Punk. Um. As we probably all know, Seth Rollins, not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was before WrestleMania. Uh, he was wearing a cowboy hat, and someone asked him about CM Punk, and he was like, well, he doesn't work here, so I can give you my true thoughts. He is a cancer. He is he is a demon. Stay away. <laughs> so Seth Rollins is not, not interested in CM Punk coming. Uh, also, rumors that Impact are going to go for CM Punk. Of course, they are. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, why I not? Also, I also just learned that uh, the the sports package I'm picking up on YouTube TV gives me uh, whatever channel Impact is on. I have that. Yeah, I for some reason I was like, yeah, I'm going to record that. And I'm going to watch them. And every now yeah. and then they, they show a lot of old ones, like re like reruns. Mm. So like every now and then I'll turn it on and I'll see like, you know, like Scott Steiner on there or something. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, let me watch this or like an old AJ match. But yeah, it's not very often. (laughs) Yeah, the the impact social team, though, those guys are quick. Like it was announced on Dynamite that there's like a tournament for the uh, to be the number one contender for the world championship right now. And they're doing a Samoa Joe Jeff Hardy match on Rampage. As soon as that was announced, the Impact people, they had the video already ready. Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy in 2004, and I was, or what, whenever it was. I don't know Damn. what it was. Yeah. But I'm like, you guys are quick. Like, on this the ball. is so fast. <laughs> on the ball. Uh, this Everyone kind of saw this coming. Uh, yeah. By the time you're listening to this, you've probably already absorbed the CM Punk news because it was almost a week ago. I think it was... Saturday night ahead of collision last week that they announced CM Punk being fired. I think you're right. Because um, then Tony announced it on air. Yeah. Tony announced it on air. Uh, apparently before the show started, Tony Khan went out on the stage and spoke to the crowd and got like booed mercilessly. Um, but like a lot of people who I saw were tweeting from the crowd were saying that it actually was a good move because no one was like waiting for CM Punk all night and it kind of reset expectations for the show, which was a good show. Good wrestling show. Um, Very AEW, a lot of wrestling, not a lot of, you know, other stuff. Um, But yeah, other stuff. Don't call it other stuff. It's sports entertainment, Jacob. Uh, that was. I'm not talking about the sports entertainment. Oh, okay, okay, I'm talking okay. about the like endless video packages of shit we saw five minutes ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that, that's stuff. different. Yeah, okay. Uh, the kind of latest rumors that were leading towards yeah, Punk's probably going to get fired was that uh, during that backstage incident with Jack Perry, he allegedly got in Tony Khan's face. He got in um, AEW staff uh, their faces. 
And that can't fly. You know, no. wrestlers having beef, that's going to happen. Wrestlers getting into it, that's going to happen at, at some level in some way. But as soon as you go to the the owner, the president, the GM, the CEO, the head of creative, like the head honcho, mm, you can't do that. Any uh, In any profession. And, and any profession. Yeah. And like support staff too. The people that are there that are producers that are you know, catering that, that work to make these, uh, these shows happen behind the scenes that we don't see, they have nothing to do with this. So CM Punk, honestly, with what happened, he had to go. It sucks. Cause that match with Samoa Joe was an absolute banger. Yeah. What a way to go out, man. Like, honestly, if that's his last match in wrestling, if he doesn't go back anywhere else, like, certified like four and a half star match to go out on i very badly want him to go uh back to the wwe because that would fucking print money that would be so good i i honestly wonder if like if punk would pull this shit if he'd bring his belt from AEW with him. oh that would be entertaining as fuck and if you remember uh maybe like a year ago or so something like that maybe within a year he was uh, backstage at some sort of WWE event, and he was like talking to Triple H yep. shortly, and then he was told to leave, but that's an interesting nugget. It was when he was suspended from AEW, and WWE had a show in Chicago. Mm. Yeah. Uh, other side of the CM Punk news, it looks like his replacement, if you will, on Collision is going to be none other than the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, which, you know, if you're going to pick somebody from the roster to carry a show... Danielson is a great choice. We talked a little bit about this last week about how Danielson's kind of Tony Khan's if I were hit by a bus, dad put Danielson in charge. Um, Apparently, one of the other things that's been coming out with Danielson recently is that just with his uh, family and life schedule kind of there, that's very important to him. Saturdays work a lot better for him so that he Mm. can be he can be home and taking his kids to school and giving them carrots and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> giving them carrots and stuff. Yeah, you know, typical uh, stuff. So flying flying out on a Friday night or on a Saturday morning to make a Saturday show works really well for his schedule. So if Brian Danielson's going to be kind of the face of collision moving forward, I think that can work really well in a number of ways. Um, one of the things that I've seen is that they might, because they want to have some kind of title and it was, really easy to just have CM Punk brings out his title, puts an X on it. It's the real yeah. world title. Brian Danielson's kind of heel character persona right now has been doing this like professional versus amateur kind of thing with mm-hmm. uh, people he wrestles, like just beating the shit out of people that he doesn't think are able to cut it at the, at the top. So maybe they introduce another belt. That's Brian Danielson's. That's like the, they'll make it, unrecognized if you will but it's like kind of like in an ftw sense but more of a like the professionals wrestling belt or something like that That'd be interesting um so that there's a, a big title to go for and like to prove yourself against the dragon kind of deal mm-hmm. um but yeah i think danielson's a good pick he's good right. I had a thought about this, about uh, just replacing CM Punk. It's just interesting because I know for sure his contract was goddamn huge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So now he's sitting on all this money, and it just makes it... Uh, what were you going to say? 
Well, I don't know how much money he's going to get paid out with this contract because he was fired with cause. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because he was fired with cause, though. I don't know how that works with his contract. If there there could be a a clause, or or he isn't CM Punk sitting on a bunch of money, or he isn't Tony Khan. Tony Khan sitting on a bunch. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I was thinking Tony Khan sitting on a bunch of money now, which gives him just a little wiggle room to kind of play around and and, and maybe make a splash. Perfect timing because we just had the. possible edge last match in wwe yep and i think edge would be a like fucking night and day great replacement to at least have the end of his career go out with christian who's already hot as fuck in the company as it is and i think that would make for some compelling tv and draw a lot of eyes because there's a lot of edge heads out there and Mm -hmm. i think people would tune in for edge it would be a great send-off for edge and I, i mean at this point you'd you lost CM Punk. I don't, again, we don't know how the contract is, but I'm assuming since what happened happened that he's probably not on the hook for all the money. That is Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think that Edge coming would seem like a real possibility because at this point, I mean, I wouldn't think money would be an issue. Would that be a draw for you? Absolutely. I love, I love Christian. I love Edge. Seeing Edge and Christian together for like, the last time for me would be like, yeah, hell fucking yeah. Either if they're together or facing each other, either way. I I've really enjoyed Christian lately. Did you see the video of him with the the girl, the little girl at the meet and greet that he was doing a photo yeah, thing? That with? was really good. So this, this and this little girl, if you haven't seen it, was holding a like a replica belt, championship belt. So they do like one photo where like it's Christian and she ha- is holding her belt, and then he's like, "Give me your belt." So he ha- he picks up the belt that's hers and is holding it, but then he like scowls down yep. at her like, <laughs> and it, it's just it's fun too because you can yep. see him turn the character off as well. Like uh-huh. as soon as like the, they got the picture, he he like gives the girl the belt back and like he's smiling and then like shakes the dad's hand and he's like that was fun. Like you can see him say that like he's having the time of his life right now. Love to see it. Long may it continue. Yeah, love to see it. What is your headline, Dimitri? Uh, so, yeah, Gunther is is doing the things, man. He's continuing the streak. He is finally past Honky Tonk Man. Isn't that a, I mean, it's unbelievable. I didn't think... I mean, in the beginning of this run, it didn't even seem like it was fathomable. Mm-hmm. But we're here. We made it. He's done it. Um, how much longer will this go? I gotta wonder. How much longer is he going to be champ? I think it would be a bad look for WWE if they had him lose it, like, right now. <laughs> like, on the right. next time he it's like, all right, it. he made it. But- <laughs> like, I think he's going to get probably until towards uh, Survivor Series or Crown Jewel. What? You don't think he could make it to Mania? I think he could make it to Mania. I think he definitely could yeah. make it to Mania. But I could see, like, if they decide, like, okay, this fall, winter... And then they maybe they want to move Gunther up in the card to the ah, heavyweight picture. Yeah. So maybe they want to start something towards Mania with Gunther going after Seth Rollins with Damian Priest still lurking with the briefcase. There's a lot of moving pieces there. Yeah. Uh, the match on Raw with him and Chad was a banger Rooney. Not this just is the a one, banger. This is the one match I didn't get to watch. I've watched all the way through Raw. What and the fuck are you doing? I it's know Thursday. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know that that's the most important match. 
So like, I want to watch it when when I'm comfy, when I'm ready to watch it. So I've been saving it. I watched all the way up and I was like, all right, I literally on purpose turned it off so I could sit somewhere and watch it happily. Well, you know that Gunther retains. I know I'm that. Not yeah. gonna, I'm not going to spoil like what happens through the match, but it was really good. Chad looked amazing. Damn right. One thing just to keep an eye on towards the end, mm-hmm. Gunther kind of fucks Chad a little bit on um, a, a DDT. Like, Chad goes straight onto his head and neck. Oof. Like, it was not... Gunther, I think he was trying to... They were trying to finish for time. Yeah. And so he had, oh, I need to do these four things right now. And the one, I think he rushed a little bit and Chad was unprotected and like, it looked really bad. Like you see the ref even dive down and just give him like, you good, you good, you good. Like I watching it, I went, and then like the ref thought it too. So just keep an eye out for that. Cool. But they had this man's wife and kids in the front row. I heard about that. With his daughter crying. Oh man. And this was a digital release kind of clip that they did after raw mm-hmm. or the next day. But Chad Gable, he's, you know, in the, in the locker room, like getting his, taking his tape off and stuff. And he's like, I lost that happens. But what I'm not going to put up with is you talking to my daughter like that, who sees her dad getting hurt, who is, and she is upset and you're jawing at an eight year old. This is all fun with the thank yous and the shushes. This is where the fun stops. You don't, you don't treat my daughter like that. He's like, whatever I have to do to get back first in line to take that intercontinental title from Gunther, I'm going to do. I'm going to fight tooth and nail. I'm going to train twice as hard. That belt belongs to me. He's going to go into his perk angle era. Oh, it was like <laughs> intense. I'll try to find the, I'll try to find the clip. Uh, I'll send it to you and put it in the show notes. But I was like, I have not seen this fire and ferocity from Chad Gable. This is something else. I'm excited for this. I mean, really, really sounds like he's going into his perk angle era. Getting rid of the jokes. Time to get serious. This guy's an actual real fighter. He's legit. He's badass. And he's really locking in. Well, and he's shown it with this program with Gunther. Oh, for sure. The, like, he's Gunther's only loss since he came up to the main roster. Yes, it was a countout, still a loss. And he's kicked the jabronis. Uh, I can't remember their names. The Gunther's lackeys, both of them. He's kicked yeah. both of their asses. Like, he's a legit single star if we will let him be. <laughs> you know how I feel about him. I've always been pro Chad. Chad's a fucking man. Yeah, love that guy. His his new finisher they've rolled out recently too, the Chaos Theory, mm-hmm. where he has like he pushes them into the turnbuckle and then like oh, yeah. does a rolling German into a bridge. That's awesome. Yeah, that it is, is especially so when cool. he does it to like huge people. I'm like Jesus Christ, how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, th- there is one funny part in the match too to keep an eye out for. Chad, uh, he takes the, he rips the straps off at one point. Yeah. And then I think he did it too early because later on he like reaches to like rip them off again. And he's like, shit. So he puts them back on and then takes them back. 
Shit, bro, that might be a Kurt Angle reference. Kurt Angle did that. Oh, is it? Okay. That might be. Because there's this, like, famous clip of Kurt Angle, like, getting hype as fuck. And, like, uh, it's middle of a match. He takes the straps off, and he's like, ah! And then he fucking puts him back up, and then he puts him back down. Okay, well, yeah, it's kind of like that, where he's, like, he's already, like, charged up, like, with the crowd, and then, like, yeah. he ripped him down, and then he's, like, he goes, you know, oh, gotta put him up. <laughs> it was very funny. It was very good. Hell yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to peep that and see if it looks like the Kurt Angle thing, because that'd be cool. Yeah, wa- watch that match. It's it's good. It's good, 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 good. Oh, and yeah, I heard they uploaded it to YouTube, so I could probably oh, watch it on YouTube, better. too. Yeah. Uh, one bad part of the match, though, if you watch it on like YouTube TV or whatever, yeah. WWE stuffed two commercial breaks into that match in the main event. Oh. Well, it's a good like, thing we can fast forward through that. I know, but like watching it live, you're no, like, watching it live. That sucks. It bro. sucks the entire air out of watching it. Like, yeah, on, on TV, it just kind of breaks the immersion because you're like so into mm-hmm. the match, and then you're like, oh, commercial break. Well, and it's that a very, sucks. it's a very captivating match too. Yeah. Well, we actually have some Bloodline Cinematic Universe this week. Woo! Woo! I love the Bloodline, baby. Uh, I guess I'll. S- Start with SmackDown and Jimmy Uso. Mm-hmm. No one's buying his story. Mm-mm. No, no one's buying it. John Cena's not buying it. He took an attitude adjustment uh, after Jimmy tried to super kick John Cena. Yeah, good luck with that one, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy's story is just bullshit. Like, there's nothing to it. Like, and he's trying to say that John Cena is like Roman Reigns' Come brother. On. Come so, on. <laughs> uh, well, this is really a can the Usos work apart time. Yeah. Jay, I think, yeah, Jimmy, it's been a little shaky to start here. I think he'll be all right in the long run. But yeah, Jay has really taken hold of this. And mm-hmm. like I've been saying from months ago when I was like, yo, there's just something about Jay. He just has like this aura, this coolness about him, this cool factor that like you can't like teach. He just like has it. He just seems like that guy. You, he walks on the screen, you're like, yo, that guy's a fucking star. So, yeah, I, th- I think Jay moving to Raw is definitely an interesting move. Um, and I think it's probably a good move for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because now he kind of has his own show. He's not like in anybody's shadow or he's not in his family's shadow. Um, and he can legitimately challenge for the top belt on the show. Like if he becomes mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion, I mean, that belt one would look great Ooh. on him. Two would be a very interesting thing if he won that title. I just think that would be really cool. But who knows where this will go? I just am excited to get a cool singles J run while he's like a big baby face on the main roster. It it kind of looks like from what happened on Raw that Jay is going to have a program with Drew McIntyre to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spicy Drew. He's been angry lately. Mm-hmm. And... Is Drew going to be doing a heel turn, do you think? Is that, that what we're going to see? That's what it seems like. Uh, he just uh, keeps throwing these little hints out there. Like, you know, he's not cool with the way uh, the New Day's handling stuff. And, you know, because the New Day's are just like professional baby faces at this point for forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yeah, man, it just seems like there's just this little trepidation right now with like his little teaming with Riddle. And he just doesn't seem the happiest that he could be. So I think a heel turn for him would make a lot of sense especially with um, Jay coming over as another big baby face. We don't need another baby face. Another heel will do wonders. And, uh, I mean, 
Riddle and Drew have beef with blo- with the Bloodline as a you yeah. know organization, and <laughs> I guess kind of if Sammy is going to be aligning himself with Jay, that's uh you know another kind of okay, Sammy, you can catch the smoke too. Mm-hmm. Um, someone one last thing with the Bloodline Cinematic Universe, somebody from Raw is going to be sent to SmackDown because they need to pretend the draft was real for some reason. I know, right? What the uh, <laughs> you've done so much stuff to like make the draft like faulty at this point, but okay. <laughs> who do you think is getting shipped? I think it's the Miz. The Miz would make so much sense so that feud can continue. Um, yep. I, at first I thought Cody, but then I saw something of dates, uh, him working a bunch of raw dates in the future. And I was like, Hmm, that, uh, gets rid of that. So I haven't really thought about it too much. So the Miz would make sense, but I haven't really uh, thought about it too much. I don't have a good answer for you. Miz is the only person that I can like, kind of top level look at and go, that would make sense because both of his feud points, LA Knight and John Cena are both on SmackDown. Yeah. So if you move the Miz there, then we're not kind of doing this thing where we're trying to keep a feud going between two different shows. Right. That makes sense. Uh, Sticking with kind of Sami Zayn, uh, him and Kevin Owens lost the tag titles in a barn burner in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe. Uh, I mean, we were just talking about how the the tag titles have just been kind of stale, need mm-hmm. a little bit of refreshing, mm-hmm. and uh, this does it for me. Um, I I really like this. I like the I like the change up. I like the uh, interesting dynamic with the Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> What are you doing right now? No, I just had a. I figured out what they're doing. <laughs> Tell me right now. Tell me. So this <laughs> might be this might be like full like Charlie really, Day. I like, just saw you have the moment right there. You said. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how we've been talking about how we need new tag belts. Yeah. Because we're not doing this Raw and SmackDown thing anymore. It's one belt. Like yeah. it's the WWE Tag Team Champions, undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. What are the colors of the belts? I mean, right now, oh, shit. They're red and blue. <laughs> what are the colors of the Judgment Day? I just did the same thing you did. Just, oh. Purple. <laughs> that would make some sense, man. They're going to introduce a new strap that's purple. So it's one belt for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. And it's going to be a purple strap to go with the Judgment Day. So everything's all matching. That would make oh, some sense. Damn. Especially after the new uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. That would yeah. make some sense. Yep, yep, yep. Wow, look at you. <laughs> That'd be, that's crazy. I'm on to you, Triple H. <laughs> it's on your Sorry. ass, boy. No, Sorry for real. I interrupted you. No, no, no. That was good. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's, that's interesting. So, yeah, I just as a whole, I'm... I'm excited for this uh, little run we got here. I'm excited to get the titles off of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So, either... They can move on and do something else as a tag team or move on and do something separately. I assume they're still going to stay a tag team because it seems like they're still working together and doing stuff. So cool. Um, but yeah, I just think it's good for everybody involved to have a little bit of, uh, I guess, refresh in the tag team divisions. I like it. I see something a little differently with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Ooh. I, I haven't seen anything that's saying this, but I wonder, because, you know, Kevin Owens took a little bit of time off to work on that rib issue uh-huh. that he had. So I'm wondering if maybe there's something lingering there, if he is going to be taking a break again to kind of make sure everything's all healed up. Mm-hmm. I could also see something where, I mean, 
who welcomed Jey Uso? I mean, Cody, you know, did some talking, but who welcomed Jey Uso? Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. They had their little, you know, that wasn't very Usi of me. And then well, that they, would be they interesting out. to see that. So I, I wonder if, you know, Sammy, when Kevin's back on TV, if he's going to be like, Kevin, like, I know you haven't really got on with, with Jay in the past. And like, I get why, but like, he's my boy. He's my Oos. He's my dog. Uh, and Kevin's like, no, I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. And that could be a point of friction that is kind of the Sammy and Kevin breakup. Hmm. Yeah, that's, which would be a, which would be a little bit more natural than just like Kevin turning on Sammy as he has. Every absolutely, other time. yeah, that would actually make some sense storyline wise and, and tie it tie tie some stuff together. Um, and I wanted to mention here uh, that little segment uh, on Raw where the Judgment Day was recruiting Jay. Did you see that? Where uh, kind of uh, Dom was in there. By the way, I wanted to say Dom right there did a really great job in that segment. He was uh, very believable with everything he was saying there. He normally. He used to come off as kind of forced. He's his... so full of shit, though. I know. He's I know what it's like to shit. have a have like a <laughs> Hall of Famer father and a family that doesn't care about yeah. you. Jey Uso is 100% not joining the Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think he's joining. But I just wanted to say that, like, I thought that little Dom segment was pretty solid. I mean, he's normally a little shaky on the backstage segments, you know, but... The way he hit everything, it just felt like, I guess the best word for me to say would be like natural. It felt like the most natural I've heard him backstage. And that was cool to see. Um, it's interesting to see them try to recruit Jay. I wonder if like we're going to go anywhere with this. Like, cause I don't obviously don't think he's going to join, but like, is he going to say no? And is that going to piss them off? Are they going to feud? I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that could give Jay some matches on, on Raw too, uh-huh. you know, working through the Judgment Day. Uh, and then Sami Zayn kind of already has a program there too, so that can tie into that booking as well. Um, trip trios match: Sami, Kevin, and Jay Uso. Can they coexist against uh, the boys of the Judgment Day, Damian, Finn, and uh, Dom? Uh, big old fuck you to JD McDonough though. With uh, <laughs> Dom just being like, "Hey man, you want to join?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I've been getting my ass beat for y'all. Like, right. what? He's been putting in work for them, yo. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, one last thing on Judgment Day. Yeah, I think Finn Balor is the weakest Grand Slam champion that there ever has been. Uh, I mean, I can't give you a list of all of them, but I'd have to say he's one of the weakest, yeah. Like... Both of his Intercontinental Championship runs that he had, like, in the last year, I think it was, that he had them, they were, like, a month or something long. Like, they were not long at all. Like, he barely had the belt. Yeah, I don't remember he had them. The, so. He had the Universal <laughs> Championship for, what, 26 hours? <laughs> like, okay, I mean, technically, he's a Grand Slam champion, but, Technical like, that's Grand some Slam. weak sauce. <laughs> Technically, Grand Slam, Jacob can't take it away from him. I mean, I guess it means nothing because, like, John Cena isn't a Grand Slam champion. Which is blasphemy. They need to give him... Uh, yeah. What, what title is it that he needs to win? Intercontinental. I thought so. All right. They need to give him one last title run so we can at least just put that on his resume. That man has just loved America so much. He just loves that United States championship. He really does. I have a lot of memories of him with the U.S. championship. Fun fact, the first WrestleMania I watched, he won the uh, U.S. championship off Big Show. So that was a good time. Damn. Yep. Look at you. Uh-huh. Bit of a gear shift here. 
Uh, this is going to be a quick stock rising into a longer stock rising. Uh, the quick stock rising is Orange Cassidy. And this is a stock rising for a guy that lost his international championship at All Out to John Moxley's Death Jitsu. Uh, Orange Cassidy got the blood squeezed from his head. Uh, he got busted open pretty early. Uh, Moxley then chewed on his head and licked the blood off his head. Ew. And John Moxley earns his you sick what fuck a freak. chance. Yeah, no, he's he's gross. He's nasty. Jesus Christ. He's a nasty, nasty man. <laughs> But Orange Cassidy put up a fucking hell of a fight. He he hit John Moxley with a spear too. He he doesn't he never does a spear. Uh, multiple orange punches. He did a beach break, which is kind of like he uh, I don't even know how to describe it. He puts the guy on his back and then flips him backwards mm-hmm. onto the uh, exposed floor, like they had ripped up the floor mat at ringside. So and it like you could hear like skin to concrete on that one. That was a uh, those exposed like floor spots are always just crazy. They hit it. They hit it perfectly the way you have to make it yeah. work too. Um, Orange Cassidy has the most title defenses of anybody in AEW history. Not the longest title run, but the most defenses. Thirty-two match singles win streak with oh, that wow. belt. Let's go <laughs> workhorse. He was yeah. he wrestled every single week. He showed up on Dynamite last night to cut a little promo at the start, just being like, they told me I shouldn't be here. And he has like big bandage on his head, like for where he's busted open. And he's like, but I'm here every week. I may not be wrestling this week, but I will be here every week because I'm Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. And then he tossed the mic. Um, And then John Moxley hit his entrance, you know, as orange cassidy was was leaving i don't think they're finished um the end of this match too this was the main event of all out as well which was perfect booking for that uh at the very end of the match like orange cassidy he was rocked he did he gave moxley everything he had he had nothing left and so he did like a lot of time he'll kind of go like this like stop the person who's about to like kick him in the head Mm -hmm. and then put his hands in his pockets instead of putting his hands in his pockets he took a page out of moxley's book flipped him the double birds (laughs) Moxley hit him with a right angle death driver and that put him away finally. But major, major, major props to Orange Cassidy for that singles run with the international championship. Shout out to Orange Cassidy for having such a run. When I first tuned in to AEW for like the first couple of weeks it was open mm-hmm. and I was watching and, you know, he had that weird ass gimmick and I was like, I love this, but I don't know if this will last. I did not think that he would get to this point. But I love to see it because it's very entertaining. He's got a really unique character. And that's all you need, man. And he's so good in the ring, too. Mm-hmm. Like His ring work is top notch. I feel like you got to be good in the ring if you're going to make that whole character and idea work. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, longer stock rising. All Out was good. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. There were a few matches in the middle where it lagged a little bit. but. I would give it a very solid seven and a half out of ten. Uh when I was going into it thinking it was gonna be like a four and a half, five. Uh there was a lot of just really good stuff. Uh I wanna touch on a few things here. Let me find it. Uh Adam Cole and MJF, they retain their tag belts in the the ROH World Tag Team Championships against Dark Order. Duh. Fun match, good match. 
Um, I caught some heat on Twitter because I tweeted, what is a Shane Taylor during oh. the Samoa Joe <laughs> Shane Taylor match? I saw that. Um, <laughs> meaty men slapping meat. Um, sorry, I don't watch ROH. I'm not, I don't know them. I don't know them like that. Sorry, Shane Taylor. I was not familiar with your game like that. <laughs> good match. Joe won, but it was, it was good. Uh, TNT Championship Luchasaurus beats Darby Allen. Good. I did not want Luchasaurus and Christian Cage to lose that belt. They need to keep it. Very fun. Um, bum, 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 bum. That's the big one. Uh, Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. First of all, Chris Statlander rocked out in some new gear. Uh, Zoolander inspired gear. I was thinking Ben Stiller. I couldn't get to Zoolander. Um, But she even, when she hit the ring, she even hit the blue steel, like, face. The Are you familiar with with Zoolander, Dimitri? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, (laughs) Great gear. She's awesome. Like, Chris, that, like, it started a little slow with the TBS title. I'm, I'm a big fan of hers anyway, so, like, I was cool with it. But, like, it's picking up now. Picking up now. In this match, uh... The outcast Sarayad popped up with a the spray paint bottle, gave it to Ruby Soho. Tony Storm crawls out from under the ring, but Ruby was on the opposite side, mm-hmm. so she crawls out and goes to the wrong side of the ring, and then has to scurry back around to the other side yeah. and nabs the, the the spray can from her. Tony Tony Storm is no longer part of the outcast, and she has moved into a new character. That is like delusional starlet. I've heard almost. so many good things about this character. It's very entertaining. <laughs> she had a a backstage segment with Renee Paquette last night on Dynamite, where at the end she went, and one thing we just always have to remember, chins up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. And then as she goes, she like leaves camera, and then a shoe comes flying in that Renee Paquette has to dodge. <laughs> It was so funny. It was so entertaining. <laughs> like Tony Storm has completely lost her mind, and I'm here for it. It's re- it's really good, really fun stuff. Uh, Chris Stat hit uh, Sunday Night Fever to retain. She also had an open challenge on Dynamite. Good match. She retained. Uh, Brian Danielson had made his return on Collision to set up a strap match with Ricky Starks. Which I didn't know what that meant, but it's basically a dog collar match with bracelets instead. No strap match. Yeah. Lots of uh slapping each other silly with the with the strap. Uh end with Danielson choking out Ricky Starks with the with the strap itself. Oh my god. Danielson is such a professional. I don't think anybody like actually just loves professional wrestling as much as that guy. Because Afterwards, like in the press conference, he was talking. He's like, I was cleared this morning because my surgeon had to check my arm. Another doctor here checked my arm. And then we got a third independent doctor to check the arm. And they're like, it's good, but you probably shouldn't do it. And he gave so many props to Ricky Starks for that match. He's like, he carried me through it. I we did a very good job of hiding that I would do no strikes or defending with my right arm. I was like, didn't even notice. So it was a really, really good match. Um, there were some, there were some snoozers, Claudio and Wheeler with Eddie Kingston and Katsuri Shibata. I didn't really care for that one. 
Takeshka Omega didn't really care for that one. Uh, Young Bucks and FTR versus the Bullet Club Gold. Uh, Bullet Club Gold beat the Young Bucks with a BTE trigger on Cash Wheeler. Uh, but the creme de resistance. Meaty men slapping meat, Dimitri. Damn right. Miro and Will Hobbs. Miro won after, like, the crowd was so hot on this match, too. Like, a lot of the, the chants you'll get in, uh, in AEW, you'll get, you know, the this is awesome, the fight forever. The crowd, they were augmenting these chants into meat is awesome. <laughs> meat <laughs> yes. forever. Really? Yes. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, and then, like, you know, when, like, people are trading chops or lariats, you'll have, like, uh, the baby face will get the cheer, the heel will get the boo. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, on every time they were doing the chop or lariat kind of into each other, the crowd would go, meat! Oh, meat! my God. That's incredible. Meat! Yes. <laughs> what an experience. So, AEW has also put out a meat shirt. Mm. Which I'm thinking about, not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> what I'm thinking about uh, Miro won. Uh, when they were when after the match ended, they were you know gonna shake hands. Hobbs started beating up Miro, and then some music hits, and Miro's hot and flexible wife, CJ <laughs> Perry, <and> flexible. <laughs> it said that it said it on the screen. Are you serious? Yes, <laughs> that's gold. Like it, it says, I'm looking at it. Hot and flexible. That's hilarious. And apparently this is not a long-term deal, but it also yeah. might not just be a short-term deal. She is no longer with WWE, yeah. uh, where she was known as Lana. Uh, her real name is CJ Perry. They have not even decided on a character name yet, but they found that she was available. She was out of her non-compete, so they brought her in, um, which distracted Hobbs enough to be like, go oh, fuck, and he left. And then Miro goes, you're not real! And he left too. I loved her work in the WWE, so that's exciting. Yeah, so it should be good. Um, but All Out was really good. That was my quick All Out recap for those quick. who <laughs> quick, huh? I was under ten minutes. No, I don't know. I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you. Shit. <laughs> I was like, shit, <laughs> you're good. No, that was good. <laughs> I was trying to rush through it. I didn't no, no, talk no. about the snoozers. No, no, no. That was good. That was good. That was good. Anyway, that's All Out. <laughs> Uh, there were no steel cages. They only have those in the steel city of Pittsburgh. Damn right. What a transition. This guy's a professional. I caught <laughs> on to that one. Trish and Becky had a hell of a match. Did you actually go through and end up watching Payback, or did you not? I have watched uh, like YouTube highlights of like the things I wanted to see. Okay. Which was mostly the LA Night Miz, Trish and Becky, and uh, the Judgment Day tag team thing. Gotcha. Well, Trish and Becky uh, was absolutely fucking had no business being as good as it was Um, for a feud that's drug on and we all just wanted it to end. This right here, this match is what made me happy that it didn't end Uh, just because this match was fucking fantastic. Now, I mean, I mean, I guess we could have had this match previously. That would have made sense, but I digress. The match itself was fantastic. Trish took so many bumps that I can't imagine mm-hmm. taking even at my age, which is 28. Um, and like, dog, like what a goddamn match. There was a superplex that Trish took off the top of the cage. Did you end up seeing that? Yeah. 
that one is the biggest one that had me like, God damn. Like the impact when she hit the mat. And I'm just like, yo, after that is a wrap for me. But man, they really but it tw- didn't stop there. <laughs> it didn't stop there. There was fucking more. They just kept going and going and going. Trish, literally middle of the match, had like this big ass like mm-hmm. bump on the middle of her forehead, mm-hmm. which you could tell was starting to bruise already. And that just match as a whole, incredibly, incredibly entertaining. And I just want to say one thing to Trish. Thank you, Trish. Absolutely. That was incredible. If this, for some reason, if this ends up being like your random like last match, like if that ends up being the last match, what a last match. Uh, uh-huh. Like oh, yeah. fucking fantastic way to go out. Um, if it's not your last match, I'm very intrigued to see what you do next because clearly you can still go at this age and yep, hats off. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um the picture that Trish posted afterwards where oh, she yeah. had kind of her arms out like this, where you could see like her wounds Mm -hmm. um and then afterwards forgot the afters oh shit i didn't even mention the afterward afterwards fucking trish is out there right zoe starks comes out you know does the thing and they're in the middle of the ring i think zoe starks trying to calm her down or whatever and then fucking trish pushes her Mm -hmm. you know zoe starks a hothead she's not too cool with that she's not too cool with that zoe starks shut the door pretty pissed off so, yeah, uh, that tag team is clearly broken up. Um, oh, yeah. They had uh, mentioned it on Raw. I think Zoe Stark said something along the lines of, like, Trish is a legend. She's earned everything, blah, blah, blah. But nobody pushes Zoe Starks. So, yeah, that's where she's at. Um, so, well, yeah. But also, Zoe hit the Z360 on oh, Trish. Yep, yep. And then took off her Thank You Trish shirt and threw it on, threw it on the floor. Yeah, when she took off her Thank You Trish shirt, I was really worried that she was taking off everything because (laughs) there wasn't much there. And I was like, no! (laughs) But it was all good. the children! Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What a mistake. But no, it was all good. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was a a good match. Good stuff from Trish. Um, I could see her definitely taking a little bit of a break after this. I would take a break, bro. (laughs) <laughs> and it looks like uh, Becky Lynch is going after Tiffany Stratton's NXT Women's title. Very interesting. Reason. Yeah, I saw Tiffany Stratton called her a bitch on NXT. Should I call her a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> She's got a very grating voice. She's so good at that character. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Her finisher, though, that the prettiest moonsault ever. Uh-huh. It's so good. Yeah, it is. I'm always scared she's going to slip and fall every time she does it, but she fucking nails it though. Yeah. Boing, boing, boing. And then like, it's a very straight flip too. Like she definitely is like one of them that definitely has some kind of gymnastics background. I have to, I have to imagine. Oh yeah, she does. She does have a gymnastics background. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Stocks falling. We've got our two favorite stocks fallings, Dimitri. <laughs> I just put I just put the one the the only theory in here because like I don't give a fuck what he's doing still, and I can't believe he had a match with Rey Mysterio again, and I can't believe he lost again. But I can believe he lost. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I can believe he lost. But like, can we be done now? <laughs> can we be done now? 
Can we please be done now? Can this be the end of him challenging for titles and having slots on PLEs? Please. I am finished. I, I don't want to watch any more, any more Austin Theory matches, please. Would you have any interest in his tag team with Grayson Waller continuing? All right. I think that the tag team with Grayson Waller is much better than him being a singles competitor. Uh, but I am such a Grayson Waller homer that I do not want him drugged down by theory. Uh, they, I, I think they work well together because theory is very obnoxious. The, the issue is that you can't believe anything he says. Um, on the other hand, uh, Waller, you, you do believe everything he says. He's great at his character work and he's just got that shit down. Um, I don't, I don't want to see it continue for too long just because I want to see the, um, Waller get a singles run, but we'll see what happens. I just wonder if the if creative could see it as something mutually beneficial to both Theory and Waller. Mm-hmm. You know, Waller has, you know, gotten over pretty quick, but Theory is a, a technically an established superstar at this point. So I wonder if they could look at it and go, okay, where, where is Theory's struggle on the mic? Where does Grayson Waller maybe need a little bit of work in the ring? We've got a good ring worker and we've got a good talker. Fair. They are both heels. They've both got somewhat similar vibes going. So I could see them maybe doing something to keep it going for a little bit, maybe just as a as a test run to see if it works long term or not. But I wouldn't be shocked if they, they stick together for a month or more. Yeah. And this is really random. I don't even remember how this popped in my head just now, but I took a note and I wanted to say it on the podcast. So I'm going to interject it here. Um, Corey Graves. Uh, we talked about before how he says some ridiculous shit on commentary and it's really fucking funny. Well, he did it again. Um, they were, I don't remember exactly what they were referencing, but essentially he was, talking about uh, how something doesn't change. So Corey Grave goes, if you shave a panther and you get in a cage with it, it's still a panther. And then, fuck. <laughs> I guess it's technically what? true. I guess it's technically true, right? If you, if, you shave a panth- yeah. if you shave a panther, get in a cage with it, it's still a panther. Okay. And then uh, Michael Cole, like, laughs and he's like, who thinks about shaving panthers? What, what is this? And then he goes, I partied a lot in my day, Cole. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? And I was just like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, so I love So that's a bonus stock rising to Corey yeah, Graves. I-, I wanted to throw that in there because this had me geeking out. I was like, what did he actually just say? That shit was crazy. That's, that's <laughs> something. Yep. He, he, I, every week, I feel like he gets like a random quip in there where it's just like, did he really just say that? <laughs> he's grown on me a lot. I really like him. Yeah, me too. He's, he's definitely, he's definitely good. Uh, other stock falling. Someone who's bad, bad, bad boy. We don't like you. Bad boy. Jack Perry. <laughs> good thing. We wanted to see him for a while. He's suspended indefinitely for the CM Punk situation. I think probably a good move uh, yep. with his, I think just pure immaturity for the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I mean, you obviously don't want to fire him like Punk because he's not like a repeat offender. So he didn't do what Punk did. But at the same time, 
the whole situation incredibly immature. And I want to add, uh, I don't have this in uh, stock falling. Just I want to joint stock falling here, if I may. I don't really, I've always thought the Young Bucks are just like, something about them gets on my nerves. I don't know what it is. They rub me the wrong way. Something about them seems childish. And I saw like the whole little victory lap thing. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Yep. There's just something about the way they conduct themselves. I don't know. Stock falling for me. I never really fuck with them like that. I don't, I just don't find them entertaining. I, call me a hater if you want. I'm just not a fan. You're definitely hating, but I'm with you on it. Like, <laughs> I think they're fine. Yeah. But like, their whole, like, we're the best, we're the, one of the best tag teams of generation. I'm like, you're not. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, if, if we're going to talk about super kicking tag teams, like, I'm going to put the Usos ahead of you guys. Sorry about it. <laughs> Finally, stock falling, the internet wrestling community being shitty. So I don't know how much you saw of this, Dimitri, but there was a girl that was in the front row. Um, girl might not be the right a woman in the front row of the of All Out. Um, very like noticeable because she has like long, very bright red hair, very like Becky Lynch red hair. Yeah, and she was really into the show. Yeah, and like if I paid that money to be ringside behind camera, I'm getting into it too. Damn right. After Hangman Page won the pre-show battle royal, as he's like getting out of the ring on that side, she just posted up on the rails like this. Yeah, I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, you're in Chicago. He's part of the elite. Like, yeah, get with it. And and like, she was very in, like, very into the the whole show the whole time. And like, I was very envious of her position at the ring. Uh-huh. Apparently, she's been bullied to high hell online since All Out. Like, this, why is this bitch here? Like, blah, blah, blah. like she doesn't That's get it. Like, so and like, like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, Jesus. absolutely fuck off with that shit. So, I don't know your name. I did see you pop up on Twitter. I'm not going to look into it because I don't want you to get any more unwanted attention. But she tweeted something like, well, that was me. And now I guess I'm not going to go to live wrestling shows because this is what happens. No, keep going to live wrestling shows. If it's something that you love and that you want to do, keep going. I am so excited to go to Collision next week. I got a week and a half till I go to Collision, and I'm going to be geeking out. So if you see me there in my blue shirt and you bully me, go for it. I'll take the heat. But the internet wrestling community needs to be better. Yeah, they're really bad at that. Uh, I didn't actually see this specific example, but damn, bro. Like, come on, yo. Let us enjoy the content. We're just there to have a good time. Just let, let people enjoy things. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't have to be a fight. You don't have to bully. You don't have to argue. Like, can we just can we just all exist peacefully? <laughs> if only, Dimitri. If, if only. only. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube at Let Me Pod to ya. You can follow Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. It's going to be a lot of Panther stuff from here on out, people. Damn right, buddy. You can find me, if you want, <laughs> at We Hate Jacob. I tweet occasionally. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform or on every major network. Have a great week, everybody. I hope your fantasy football team wins. Right, see ya.